Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Demartini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Welcome, everyone. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Hey, we have got an awesome show for you tonight. I'm your host, uh, Dr. Pat, as many of you have called me. As a matter of fact, you all have named the show the Dr. Pat Show. So you were calling me Dr. Pat before I actually knew I was Dr. Pat. And I want to thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on the many, many times that you have done that. As we promised This is the year, thriving again in 2010, and we have promised to bring you the best of the best, and we're having a great time doing it. Tonight's show is a show I've been so looking forward to, and I wanted to just make sure that you all know we are opening the phone lines for this show. Now, the reason I'm announcing that now is because I have received so many emails from those of you out there about the show while the phones are ringing already. Um, I have received so many emails about the show and about my guest today that we have made it really clear that we are taking your calls and we are going to give you an opportunity to join in on the conversation. I also want to mention to you that we've created another way for you to do that. And the reason that I'm mentioning it is those of you that say that you cannot call in, whether you're at work or you're doing something else, you wanted another way to do that. If you go to the website, our website, the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com, right there on the home page, there's a thing that is uh, staring at you. And what it says is, it says, ask your question here. We ask for your name. We ask for your location. And we ask you to just drop that question in. So we're going to do our best to connect with all of you on the show tonight for calling for this show. You can give us a shout at 888-815-9756. That's for tonight, 888-815-9756, because we are ready to rock the house today. Jeffrey Wands is joining me here on the show. Let me just tell you, this is a psychic medium that so many of us have been waiting, those of us that have been radio, been waiting to have conversation with, waiting to have him on air. But the reason that I am so jazzed in in having him here is beyond being an author, being the author of Another Door Opens and The Psychic in You, you know, we now have his book in front of us, Knock and the Door Will Open. Yeah. And I don't think he's saying, beat down the door with your sledgehammer and still wait for it to open. So today he's joining me, you you name it, he's been there. He's been on radio, he's been on television, he's been on Extreme Makeover, he's been on the Today Show, and much more. In addition to hosting his own weekly radio program, Psychic Sundays, 
uh, out of Long Island. Uh, he is someone that has been a regular and a popular guest on many shows. We are so thrilled to have this worldwide phenomenon, this individual, this guy we call Jeffrey Wands on the show tonight. And so in addition to taking your calls, I want to introduce you to his new book. And the reason I want to do this is because the keys that he outlines in this book are keys that you are going to be able to not only relate to, but they're going to change your life. So today, fasten your seatbelt. Get ready to chat with Jeffrey right here on the Dr. Pat Show. Jeffrey, thanks for joining us. It is really so amazing to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me tonight. Oh, I'm loving it. I don't know if I could beat that introduction. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know, but if you're like me, uh, the reason that you named this book what you named it, Knock and the Door Will Open, is because you probably used up a couple of sledgehammers trying to get that door to open. Um, Absolutely, and as you can tell with my book before this, I have a fetish about doors, so I was teasing somebody today, I said my next book will be, you know, uh, Open the Damn Door, so. Yes! Uh, you know, how about turn the doorknob? It's not locked. Exactly. You know, this is really a t- the timing of the book and everything that you do is so extremely important for where we are right now. And, you know, many people would get this book and they'd say, oh, okay, this is a book and we're going to talk about keys. But the thing that I noticed about the keys that you've included in this book, they really are different than anything that I've read. And you don't waste any time with asking us to evaluate ourselves. And I want to ask you, you are somebody that has these psychic abilities. How is it you've been able to look back at your life and sort of done this, almost like this rewind and say to yourself, my gosh, how the heck did I get here? Where did this all start? Well, I think it's part of who I am, and I, the one of the things I always realize, and I get this from people, like I'll do events and people will come up to me or I'll do TV, they're like, you're so approachable. And I really have learned from my own adversity, you know, how to make that work and make that work for me in my own life. And that's been part of my process. And that's why when they asked me to do the book, my publisher came to me, and they had done The Secret, which was a phenomenally successful book and they said we want you to come up with your life philosophy and I was like oh my god I don't know if I can do this and I went back and forth and I decided I like my style of writing is very simple very easy and very direct and that's exactly what we did in the book so don't you think people really are wanting simple easy and direct right yeah, now I mean, don't you think we went through this a little bit Jeffrey with making everything really complicated and dramatic I, I agree but I think one of the things that happens in this area especially with any of the new agers, as we call them, they have a tendency to put things way over people's heads. And I'm, my thing has been more about mainstreaming it and making it simple enough that people get it so they can apply it to their everyday life. And that was one of the reasons why I did the book this way. I love it because, you know, one of the things that also we talk about is that we've created sort of this new mainstream in talk radio where, you know, there's a bridge that we're building that I think most people have already built. And I think media, we're just finally trying to catch up to most people. Um, you know, I wanted to ask you, your books are about looking at this thing that we call intuition. Um, and there are many people that think, you know, I'm never going to get there. I'm not Jeffrey. I don't know how to do it. Is it really true that each of us can really hone in these intuitive abilities? 
I mean, my experiences with it, absolutely. I didn't corner the market. Nobody cornered the market. It's getting to a point that you trust it enough that if you take the time to develop it, the sky is the limit. And I think what happens, unfortunately, is the fact that we're afraid of something like that. And that becomes a whole nother reality. And I tell people, you know, it's like the police officer that goes around the corner and hears a little voice and says, you know what, I need to go back around that corner because something's going on, and walks around and somebody's trying to break into a car. That's all part of it, or it's the mother, you know, that has a sense of danger with their with their child. That's all part of it. I tell people, you know, there's a fine line between the psychic side and the neurotic side. The neurotic side is the side that's the lower part of the stomach. The upper part of the stomach is the intuitive side. So in the book, you also ask us the question, why are you afraid? And I I read this, and I read this question, and I just kept answering this question, why am I afraid? You, you know, you don't ask, what are we afraid of? You ask, why are we afraid? And I'd love for you to share sort of the, the little gold nugget that's behind the question. Well, I think I looked at the stuff with me doing what I did. It took me probably the last 10 years to really be more public and to not be afraid of my gifts. And I think that the reason I wrote that is I could have been successful a lot sooner, a lot faster, but I was afraid. And I was concerned about what people would think and what my kids would think and what my family would think. And that was a big part of why I wrote that chapter that way, because there isn't anything we can't do. It's why we are afraid, because we're conditioned to believe that. And I mean, I have zillions of people I've seen where they've had instances where they should be successful and they don't understand why they're not being successful because they're not looking at that self-evaluation and they're not looking at why they went through what they went through, which is really what programmed them. Well, I want to just mention everybody here that uh, we've got a great show tonight. Jeffrey Wands is in the house and we have opened up the phone lines. As a matter of fact, Jeffrey, we actually have a call. We have Anna called in already from um, New Jersey, but I want to just let everybody else know if you want to connect with us, you can give us a shout the old-fashioned way. That's by dialing the toll-free number, 888-815-9756. That's 888-815-9756. Or you can go to our website, uh, drpatlive.com or the drpatshow.com, and we have a way for you to drop in a question right there. Uh, but, Jeffrey, let's see what Anna um, sure. wants to chat about. Anna, hey, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Pat. Anna, I've got a question for you. Yes. Uh, What part of New Jersey are you calling in from? I'm uh, in Burlington. I'm I'm close to Philadelphia. Yeah, I get it. I used to live out there by Bridgewater and Neshanik. Oh, okay, a little North Jersey. Yeah, it's good to have you on the show. Uh, Jeffrey, uh, Anna, I'd love to connect you two. Thank you. Hello? Hi, Anna. I'm here. Um, I wanted to know uh, what you could tell me. I'm recently, uh, I just want to know if my boyfriend and I will reunite. Um, I see it as being finished, and I think you have to let that go so that you can move ahead. And I think that, uh-huh. unfortunately, it's not something you're ready to hear yet. But for your uh-huh. own well-being and your own base, I would really push to let this go. Okay. All right. It's, it didn't work before. It's not going to work again. You know, it's what I talk about in the second chapter about a soulmate and a cellmate. Okay. Uh-huh. And you and uh-huh. you're making this a cellmate. And if you really want this to work, and you really want to be happy, you have to go in a different direction. I see. Okay. I mean, I know you All don't. Right. Want to, I, just, I know. I know you don't want to then, hear that. 
that's okay. It's, but I you think know, it's something it's you got to realize because it's not so much on your end. It's more about you right. understanding what you're dealing with. I see. I see. Okay. Anything yeah, I else know, that Anna, that's wanna... a tough one. I got a dose of that myself last year. Yeah, it is tough, but you know what? You just go through it and you'll, you deal you'll with it. get to where you need to be. It's going to take you a little while yet. It's probably going to be late January, mm. but you'll get to the right person. Uh huh. Okay. And you'll know that, that's and you him. won't have to, f- and you won't have to fix them, and you won't have to change them. All right, there oh, you good. go. Good. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Anna. Boy, that put a You're smile welcome. on your face, didn't it? <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, happy New Year. Hey, everybody, Jeffrey Wands is in the house, and I've got to tell you, I love his new book, Knock and the Door Will Open. There are six keys that he talks about in this book, and we're going to talk about one of them in a minute. I just want you all to know that we are taking your calls, 888-815-9756. Jeffrey, I have been so waiting to talk with you about key number two, and you just mentioned it. Um, Gather your soulmates. And I want to talk with you about this in in a number of different ways. First of all, many people hear the term soulmate, and they have one meaning behind it. I'd love for you to share your perspective. I mean, if you go by, you know, probably one of the most famous psychics that ever lived and who's no longer here, Edgar Cayce stated a soulmate is somebody who you have a previous connection to or you've had, you know, where you need to kind of, usually in his mind was somebody of the opposite sex, whom we were joined in a previous incarnation and whom we are asking to reunite. In my experiences, a soulmate is somebody that is supposed to come into your life to help you that you have an uncanny emotional and spiritual connection. And the fact that you've been with that person before, but it doesn't always have to be a mate. It could be a best friend. It could be a father. It could be a mother. It could be a brother. It could be a sister. It could be any of those relationships. But I tell people one of the biggest mistakes that people make in you know, waiting for a soulmate is if you don't have yourself in order and you're not where you need to be, you're not going to be able to recognize who a soulmate is. Mm. And one of the things I love, you talk about this, that you talk about, you know, look, there are people that we bump up to in this lifetime that we have really positive experiences with, right? Then we have the other folks that we bump up to and uh, we don't have such positive experiences. Why is it important for us to understand discernment? Well, I think what you have to realize is, is those people are sent to you for a reason. It may be from before, and it's what you take to learn from them so you don't keep making the same mistakes. And, you know, I find it to be very interesting. I had a client, and all she did was uh, get involved with married men. And she didn't understand why she would do that. And I, like, kind of made her aware of the fact that, you know, what she was doing was not the right way to do things. And that's why she kept making these mistakes. So she finally understood. And, you know, she got to a place where she's able to move ahead. And she found the partner. I tell people she created that. She invited that in in her life. She wanted that because of the fact that she had a problem with commitment. And it went mm-hmm. back to her father who abandoned her. It went to a, a lot of things that she carried on from. So you use the term soulmate and cellmate. And I, I really, when I started to read about it, soulmate or cellmate, and you, you say that they can just pop up anywhere in our lives. And Absolutely. that they're not always sexually uh, or No, romantic, it isn't. It could right? be how you have a, a connection with a best friend. It doesn't mean that it has to be sexual. I know. I have I a mean, best friend, and she's yeah. been my best friend for like 30-something years. Well, that's the element of that connection. And when you have that kind of connection, then it should make it easier for you to understand that you can have that base. And even though you're having a hard time you know, getting the personal stuff right, that doesn't mean 
you know, that that's a bad thing. That's a good thing because spiritually that is your soulmate. That is your partner. So what is it that, you know, people have responded to around this key number two? What has been, you know, the response from either readers or, uh, you know, people that have looked at the book and said, you know, what, you know, I don't get what you're talking about. What are you talking about? Well, I think what I was able to do is to make people understand that you have to get yourself together first and that we bring people in for different reasons and we are capable of attracting people that are not healthy. And we are capable, like, you know, I tell people there's a fine line between somebody who's very negative and someone who's very positive. And you get caught up in stuff because you learn to connect with those type people. And I think what people's misconception is, is that it's got to be somebody, you know, so unique and so special so that you can have that connection and in a love way. And that's not always the case. It can be, you know, like what you said with your friend. It can be somebody who's so sensitive in that way that you get such a nice connection with that a person makes you feel like you knew that person forever which you did not just this incarnation but other things so you know you truly mean when you talk about you know forgive and let go there's really power in that and yet it seems to be one of the most difficult things that we as human beings uh, find to do in this lifetime you know what i'm saying oh absolutely and what we are able to do a lot of the times is we're good at blaming everybody else oh my gosh you know, thing. especially when a relationship doesn't exactly go the way we want it to, right? Yep. That's why when you know when somebody's going through a divorce, there's always two sides, you know, of the story and then the reality of what's there. And I think that we have a real hard time with admitting when we're wrong, and we should never be afraid to admit we're wrong. We should never be afraid to say we're sorry. And the forgiving and the letting go ties into the soulmates, just like being able to put out what you see and what you need and what you bring in. You know, one of the things I think you ask around this is don't be afraid to ask. And uh, I think that really is a conversation that I'd love to have with you because it seems like not only about relationships, but in so many areas of our lives, we seem to hesitate to, to, to really ask for what we want. I mean, we're already compromising before we even have the thought, right? You see what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. And I think what ends up happening with people is people don't believe they deserve something. They do believe on the aspect that they're not going to deserve something. And I try to make people understand that, you know, what you what you wish and what you want can come in, but you better be ready for it when it does come in. Because a lot of times if you're not together, then you're going to miss your soulmate or you're going to miss that connection because you're so busy caught up in your other garbage. What has this been like for you, Jeffrey, to be on the path that you're on? And the, re the, the question I'm asking is, I mean, it's multidimensional, but yeah. many people will listen to a show like this. They'll be in front of you in the audience, and they'll wonder, wow, this guy is really gifted and talented. And But there must be a couple of different sides to being Jeffrey Wands. Well, I think the bigger part of who Jeffrey Wands is is that I've always tried to make it my business to help people. And unfortunately, the real lesson sometimes is, is that as much as you want to help people, they have to help themselves. And I think what happens with me sometimes is I had to have learned when to step back with people because as much as I see something and I can bring something to fruition, you ultimately are the person that has to help yourself. Mm. We have a question coming in from Jim from Denver in our instant feedback system, and I want to just tell everybody out there, uh, uh, Jim found his way to it. You can go to the drpatshow.com or drpatlive.com. It will take you to the same place. 
And right there on the right-hand side, there's a way for you to kind of ask questions. A lot of times during shows like this, I know the phones get really, really jammed. Uh, Jeffrey, this is a this is a great question. Uh, Jim from Denver has called in or has sent this message. Thanks, Jim. He says, why am I alone? No matter what I do or how I transform, I'm always left alone. Well, I think that has to go oh, back. Oh, my gosh. My heart hurts just yeah, saying no, that. I, I think that has to go back to what he feels within himself because that's really about self-worth and that's really about him understanding that he doesn't have to be alone. He's chosen to be alone and that's what he's got to work on. And I think what's going to happen with him is that he will find somebody by January that's going to end up being really good for him. Mm. And I think that's you know, going to be the partner and that's going to be the thing that he's mm. really looking for. Mm. Um, it's really interesting. I, 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 I think this idea of being alone has never been stronger in people than it is now. And I want to talk to you about that. Um, because at the same time, the the opposite seems to be true. There's such a longing for community. How do these kinds of polarities work together? I mean, or are you sensing something else right now? No, I think what happens is people have this need because they need someone to share their life with. And I think sometimes what happens is if you don't break that pattern of understanding that you need to understand your your original pattern, that it doesn't matter who you're attracting because you're going to keep attracting the wrong person if you don't get it right. And usually that's why, like the way I wrote the book in the first chapter, like once you really evaluate yourself and once you get an understanding of that, then you have a much better idea emotionally and spiritually of saying, hey, you know what, I'm ready for something great to come in my life right now. And that's the bigger part, and that's the hard part. And I think that's why we have this time right now because we have so much uncertainty. And, you know, everybody, I get the questions all the time, is this going to be the end of the world in 2012? Mm. And I'm like, you know what, you've got to take a deep breath. You've got to realize that things are going to come better than what you're expecting them to be. I love that. I love that you say that to people because, I don't know, I mean, that's the sense that, that those of us here at the show are getting. Um, and, uh, you know, people, you know, think that, uh, I've been called, you know, Miss Pollyanna. I mean, I wonder if I could get like a swimsuit for that or something. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And then I got to figure out, then I got to find the courage to actually get in it. <laughs> I want to just tell everybody, Jeffrey Wands is joining us here today, but I want to make sure you have his website as well and some information. Um, if you go to jeffreywands.com or you go to the Dr. Pat show and just click on his picture, you know, it will take you to his website. This is an incredible psychic medium. I'm the author of the book I have in front of me, Knocking the Door Will Open. He's also an incredible psychic medium. He's a flourishing psychic practice, and he has a waiting list for up to a year for a reading. Tonight's show is just wonderful because we've opened the phone lines for those of you out there that would love to connect with him directly, as well as our instant feedback system. So if you want to give us a shout, toll-free, 888-815-9756, 888-815-9756. Uh, Seth and Company will connect you with us while I am collecting these, uh, these questions that you are sending to us electronically. Uh, one of the things, Jeffrey, that, that I was really struck by is, you know, something you talk about in the book, which says protect the entry to your home from negativity. And I wanted you to elaborate on that because that's so, so very powerful. Well, I and think what, I, how I we think, do that. Yeah, I think what happens, this is what I get a lot of times, people call mm-hmm. me and say, oh, my God, I'm so unhappy. 
And yeah. I just haven't found my place where I belong. And I try to explain people, and that's what I did for Extreme Makeover. They had me come in, and they were wrecking a house. You know, where they were mm-hmm. basically ripping down a house and creating a new house. And I was able to help them have closure with the old house so that we could move forward. And one of the things I tell people is, remember, your your space is sacred. So when you come into a condition or you come into a place that has a pre-existing energy, so if somebody died there or somebody had cancer there, God forbid, or somebody went through all the little things which could be divorce or you know not being successful and all these elements, that doesn't mean from that point you can't get things right. And I think what ends up happening sometimes with people is that you need to own that space. And that's what that chapter deals with. Come in, you know, paint, create things, do things that you're not doing, which make it more your own space. And you could do that through feng shui. You could do that through colors. You could do that with making sure that you get rid of stuff. And that's what I try to do with people. And... I think it's like understanding that you're doing like a spiritual makeover in your home. You know, this is really so important. How do we engage our family members to get on the same page with us to do that? I know it's it's difficult sometimes, but... Um... I don't think you need to have family members to do it. I think you can do it okay. yourself. I think basically what you can learn to do is you're going to come into a space. Now, we live in a generation, we live in a time right now where people you know, work from their home. So you want to make sure that if you're doing something in regards to, um, you know, creating a space, you want to make sure that if you're going to work from your bedroom, you want to have one area that's going to be completely your sacred space for sleeping and resting. And then you want to make sure that the other part of this right now is you understanding uh, the fact that when you do that, you don't want to bring those two different energies into that space, and that's not good. You know, you want to be able to separate. You want to be able to have your workspace and create your space. You know, it's like so interesting. I had this conversation with somebody today, and they said to me, they're like, what should I wear on this um, interview I'm going on? And I said to them, I said, wear a dark suit, you know, wear a black suit, because that's empowerment. And then the color black, especially, you know, with feng shui or any kind of connection to the Eastern philosophy, um, wear a white shirt and wear a red tie. And I said, if you do those things, I can tell you you're going to get this job. Because you're putting out that energy and that connection. And that really, really helps you. And, you know, I, we, we have this negativity about the color. And the reality is, is the color is a good thing. It's not a bad thing. It's really interesting you say that because as you were describing it, I mean, I could actually feel the energy of the suit, yeah. <laughs> the, the suit that you were describing. I mean, it was actually a very confident energy. And, well, that's what it is. Uh, black is something it, it, it deals with trustworthiness and, uh-huh. uh, you know, physical success and spiritual success. And it's a powerful color. It's just that we always think in our culture that black is more about mourning. And that's mm-hmm. not true in feng shui at all. Well, you also talk about, you know, colors and association with the earth and with metal and so forth. Yeah, well, and you want your metals and you want your earths and you want to have balance in your house. That's why I was laughing at a client called me in one time and she's like, our bathroom is black. Should we change it? I said, no. I said, you should be more concerned about making sure there's no leaks in the bathroom because that's where you're losing money in the house. Uh-oh. Uh- Wow. I mean, and so part of this is really all of us paying attention to those things that really are going to create that space for us to thrive in our I lives. I mean, I you know, I, I think there's a level of the population where 
you know, we've gotten to this place where we're surviving. Hey, you know, Jeffrey, I'm paying my bills. I'm, you know, I'm doing this. I'm getting out and I'm beating the pavement. I'm beating down that door. But what you're talking about in this book is really about thriving, isn't it? Yes, and making your world better yeah. and realizing that you can make things go and you can make things happen the way you want them to be. Well, be, uh, you know, we've got be, Cynthia be, on, be, on the line calling in because I think yeah. everybody just, you know, I mean, who doesn't want to create the life they desire? What an aha moment this is. Jeffrey Wands joining us here today. Cynthia, uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. Hi, how are you? Okay. Good. Where are you calling from? Uh, California, Northern California. It's great to have you on the show. I would love to connect you with Jeffrey. How can we help you tonight? Um, I just would like a general reading of what uh, he sees coming up for me um, immediately. Well, I think there's two things you have to look at right now. I mean, the first thing that comes to mind will be career because this is a big what we call crossroads or passion point in your life right now. And this is going to be about reinventing you. This is going to be about sending you in a new direction. The home is the second thing and the relationships are the third thing. And I think that's what's going to really get you to another place in yourself. And that's going to help you get the passion. It's going to help you get to where you're supposed to be. But I would say right now you're coming out of the doldrums. You're coming out of a period of all this confusion. And the clarity and the points that are going to be there are going to get you moving in the right path. So do you see, like career-wise, um, well, this what is direction? Because I, I, I think what's going to happen with oh. you is there's a little bit of the lull and you're going through that right now, okay? Yeah. And I think that you have to not force things. And I did see something with education, but I think that that's going to go in a direction where you're going to come into your own thing and doing your own thing, and that's going to help you get to the next step. Education. And that's immediate. Like uh. I, I saw like a new work thing coming up immediately, so this is before the end of the year. Okay. All right. It's and then moving, and then moving. I've been in, I've been in transition for two years. So. Two and a half, actually. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Thank you. So you don't you don't need to be afraid of that. Yeah, it's just been in waiting. <laughs> Agreed. But you know what it is is what you need to understand is you've lost a little bit of your confidence. You know what I'm saying to you? you lost you have fear right now. Uh huh. And I think that actually, that's actually I've been I've been I've been I've been sick for three months. I I I've been very sick for three months, and I'm getting. I'm getting stronger now. I have uh, chronic fatigue. Well, it's all related to what I said to you because of all the stuff that you've gone through, and you're beyond that now. And physically, you're going to start feeling much better. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Don't doubt it. Okay, thank you. Thanks, Cynthia. Thanks for calling in. Um, This is, um, for many of you just tuning into the show, I'm thrilled to have Jeffrey Wands joining us here today, Hot Off the Press, where we've got his book, uh, Knock and the Door Will Open, Six Keys to Mastering the Art of Living. And it's great to have him on the show. We have opened up the phone lines for those of you that have been trying to get in. You can give us a call at 888-815-9756. 888 And also, we've also provided now um, at the Dr. Pat Show website 
a way for you to type questions in and connect with us in the way that Jim from Denver has. And, Jim, thank you for your response. Jim Thank said thank you to you, Jeffrey, and what you said is true. So um, you can go to the drpatshow.com, and you'll see right there on that home page is a way for you to ask questions. Uh, Jeffrey, I bet you do a gazillion interviews. People ask you a lot of different questions. And um, certainly in the keys that you've outlined in the book, you've really identified a number of sore spots for people and have provided some incredible ways for them to, all of us, to move beyond. The section that you talk about, and I think it's key number four, where you ask us to bring more prosperity into your life. Um, I wanted to talk with you about this and, and kind of get your definition of prosperity and what happens to those people that take prosperity to the nth degree and become afraid to even say the word money? Well, I think it's really about understanding that we have gifts and we have to learn how to use those gifts. And I think that that's the problem because we live in a society right now where everything Mm. is about money because the economy is bad and people are afraid of losing their homes and losing everything else that they believe in. And I think the whole purpose of that chapter was to make you understand. I mean, probably the perfect example I have a lovely woman who's been a client of mine for a long time. She was a big Wall Street executive. After 35 years of being on Wall Street, she was kind of like bought out and forced to get out. And she always wanted to be an artist. And she always did this phenomenal stuff. And, you know, through this so-called downfall economically, she was forced to get into her passion. And now she's got like two art studios. She's got a gallery. She's been super successful because she found her true base. And I think the prosperity part is understanding that we all have a mission statement. And sometimes we get a little diverted from that mission statement. And we're not able to do that. And, I mean, the whole point of that understanding was it wasn't about my, you know, my 17-year-old said to me, he goes, that's a great chapter. Show me the money. And I'm like, no, that's not what this chapter is really about. It's about using your gifts. And then the money will come. You know, and this is really interesting because I got to interview a whole bunch of uh, people that are involved with this upcoming Wall Street um, movie. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, the whole Gordon Gecko thing. This, you know, this new Wall Street movie that's coming out. What is it? Part two of the original Wall Street. And there's sort of this feeding frenzy around this movie and how people are waiting for this now movie to now come to be. But the part about the movie that's interesting is people still remember the tagline, greed is good. Yeah. Is that really what we're feeling, the after effects? No, I think what happens is is that we look to blame people instead of being responsible for ourselves. And I'm not saying that there isn't greed, and I'm not saying there's not corruption in the world. But I think what happens with a lot of people, it's much easier to blame everybody else. Yes, corporate America has done things to screw the every, you know, the everyday person, and has done things from that standpoint. But you don't have to be a victim in this. And you don't have to accept this. And the whole point of that chapter is here's a woman who was very successful, who was let go, who really pushed herself to really go into her passion, and now she's doing phenomenal. You know, in the the process of what you talk about, bring more prosperity into your life, um, and I just want to ask you a question about this. I'm somebody that has always been called extremely lucky. You know, I went through a a corporate career. I got to a pretty high executive level in the corporation. And every time I got promoted or something happened, wow, you're really lucky. Um, And I still hear that a lot. What is the difference between what we view as luck 
and intuition and how do we learn to trust our intuitive selves to bring that prosperity into our lives? Well, I think what you have to first understand is that you create your own luck. Okay, so mm. for you, you were doing something you were good at, you were doing something you had a passion with, you, had, you were doing something that you brought into. And I think by doing that, that made it easier for you to get the opportunities that you probably wouldn't have gotten if you weren't putting that energy out. Mm. You know, one of the things that I also related to in your book is this idea about change and uh, change and transformation. And I love talking about this because we're launching the Transformation Network. And that's been a dream of mine for eight years. And the question that I get asked about it now is, what took you so long? But one of the things you talk about is change and creating change takes effort. And right. Yeah, it's so easy. Like I tell people, you know, it's like a roller yeah. coaster. They're afraid of the fact that it's invigorating, but it can also be scary. And that doesn't mean from that standpoint that it's a bad thing, okay? It's setting up a distinction and an understanding that something that can be invigorating can really transform you and make you make changes in your life. It's long overdue. So, you know, in looking at your life and taking a sneak preview, what are some of the challenges, the greatest challenges that you've been faced with that you've had to overcome to bring you to this very moment? I would say the biggest thing for me was accepting that I had this gift, I had this ability to do things and using it in a way to connect with people. And I think that was probably my biggest fear and my you know, my greatest fear that I wasn't going to be able to do that. And as I got better and better with that, it just opened up a huge door for me. It was something that made me realize that I could be inspired by doing that and not to be afraid of it. And, you know, it's really interesting, uh, you know, to to actually be having you on the show and talking with you about this um, because we are faced with societal Let's call it backlash. There's actually a book that came out, I think, in the 80s. It was called Backlash. Um, and sometimes when we reach for our dreams, we sometimes get some of the most serious critics from the people that are close to us. What have you found? What have you discovered in the process um, of things? You know, I think with me it was more about because I had kids, I was concerned about how the kids would uh-huh. be treated because of what I had felt growing up because it wasn't so accepting you know, mm-hmm. like now you turn on the TV, you got psychic kids, you got <laughs> psychic this, you've got, uh, the, you know, the ghost whisperer with Jennifer Love Hewlett running around in her nightgown and making <laughs> connections, which, believe me, half of teenage America has to love. So all those things are, you know, major things, but it took me a long time to accept my ability and say, hey, you know, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I could have been this, I could have been that. But what I really ultimately enjoyed was the fact of knowing that I was good at doing this and that I shouldn't be afraid of it. And I think mm. that was a big, big thing for me. And it opened up a huge door because I was able to really, you know, be healthy with it and, and move ahead. You know, was there a, a, a turning point, a pivotal moment that happened for you? I think the first time I did national TV, I did the Maury show. I always tease people. And I said, when I did the Maury show, I'm not the father, so that's not why I was on the Maury show. But it was more about me proving to myself that I could do national TV, and they threw me into something, and I had no idea it was coming. They didn't tell me what I was going to do. And I was able to, like, bridge a connection. And once I did that, I was like, wow, this isn't so bad. I can handle this. And it really made a very big difference in the way I felt about myself. And I just went out in the public. And from that, I went into radio, and it was just like, Boom, boom, boom. And there he is. 
Jeffrey yeah. Wands today joining us. Um, I just want to make sure everybody knows that, um, you know, his book is phenomenal. And for those of you that know about his work, you know that as well. Uh, knock and the door will open. We have a little bit more time to take some calls in and to take some questions over the Internet. So I want to give all of you an opportunity to do so. Uh, 888-815-9756. It's 888-815-9756. Or just go to Dr. Pat Live and, uh, right on that homepage, there's an opportunity for you to drop your question in. Um, you know, Jeffrey, I wanted to talk with you about, um, the part of the book where you talk about spirituality. Um, and you actually, you come right out and say, seek more spiritual strength, but you also talk about this idea of spirituality and good times and bad. It's almost as if we've got to get out of, you know, get out of jail card free, get out of, you know, one of those cards where when times are bad, we whip it out and here's our spiritual, you know, B12 shot. But you well, really I, talk about something more consistent. Well, I try to make people understand. I love when I get people and they say I want to become more spiritual. And I think that's uh-huh. one of the funniest things that you can connect with <laughs> because you don't become spiritual. You're born spiritual and it's there. Mm. And it may come out at different points in your life when you're ready for it. And that's really what it's about. And I try to tell people, you know, I, I sit with people. It's terrible. They've lost kids. They've lost family members. And they get angry. And they get angry at the wrong people. They get angry at God. And they get re- angry and they, they lose their spirituality instead of understanding. And this has been my experience that when a soul is ready to go, they know they're supposed to go they pick that time to go no matter how terrible and how devastating it can be Hmm. there's a quote that you have in a book uh, by Stephen Covey and the quote is we are not uh, beings on a spiritual journey we are spiritual beings on a human journey and that's something I live by every day it, it is and don't you don't you think though for many it is really one of the toughest toughest aspects of who we are to truly embrace Oh, because we're afraid of it. There is no in-between with it. It makes it so difficult for us emotionally to accept that because, you know, we have to have an excuse or we have to kind of clutter our lives so that we don't want to accept the spirituality. You know, there are lots of books out right now um, and have been for a while about Be Here Now, the present moment, the power of now. And, and yet there's this idea that, you know, becoming spiritual or being spiritual means you sit on a mountain and you spend about 10 years up there uh, and, and you don't really take action on behalf of yourself. But I don't get a sense from your book that that's really what you're talking about. No, I'm telling people to take three, four minutes or eight minutes a day and get connected with that and get aware of the fact that that's how spirituality does work for you and that, you know, I mean, I really believe, and I have no problem with religions or anything like that, and we have this big thing going on right now about the, um, was it the reverend or the pastor who wants to, build, you know, to burn the Koran? Because yes. he says it's evil and it's been all over the thing. And I think that's what's great about the world. It's called freedom of speech, and it's also the fact of knowing that we have freedom of religion. And I laugh because when I do national TV, what do I do? I get beat up because I get these fundamentalists that you know will write me, you're talking to the devil, and this is not true. And it's like, you don't believe in my God, and you're not going to get you know where you're supposed to be. And I just find it to be with things like that, that you need that spirituality and you can do that on an emotional level by making that connection and understanding from that standpoint that it's okay and you shouldn't be afraid of taking a three or four minute step back to to make that kind of call 
and yet we find that some of the great, let's call it the great divide right now, you know, is around some of these practices of religion and spirituality. And yet at the same time, we hear the mantra, you know, we are one. Um, but yet we want to come from a place where we want to burn something in hatred or fear. And that really does go back to what you originally said. Why are we afraid? Exactly. It's easier to do. I mean, look, I'm not saying to somebody, take $50,000 and go to Atlantic City and put it on a number. That's not what we're talking about here. But we're talking about if you really have a passion and you really have a connection. And I remember sitting with one of the American Idolist finalists before she got on the show. And I remember saying to her, I'm like, you know what, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You need to go for this. And sure enough, she got to the finals. She didn't win, but it opened a whole new door for her. What is it that you think right now for, you know, the people that are listening to the show live and the folks that are going to be listening to this um, down the road, what what do you believe is sort of the greatest challenge we face as individual and a collective in this country? Ourself. Mm. And that's like probably the hardest part because we're so used to making excuses and I think we need to get back to where our strengths are, which is understanding that we can do things and that this is great. Like there are plenty of times in bad times when people become very, very successful, okay, and you shouldn't be afraid of that. You can move ahead. And I think that the great part of this is knowing that you can get to that next step. And life itself, you know, is this process that we're constantly working at to get there. I kind of wanted to save this conversation towards the end, and I, I love this, and I'm so glad you mentioned it in the book. Um, I, I think you you frame this. You say something like, "Beware, be aware of synchronicities in your life." I can't tell you how many times here in the past two months, where you know people have contacted us about what we're creating and have said, "I can't believe, I can't believe that you know I found you or you found me." Synchronicities, at some level, uh, some people believe, are sort of the, the wiring that connects all of the energies together. But I would love for you to share how we can become more in touch with the synchronicities of our lives. Well, I think it's a pattern, and I think what ends up happening sometimes is, is that we're difficult in the sense that we don't want to you know, recognize those patterns. And I tell people, like, if you can understand those patterns, then you're halfway there in regards to your growth and your opportunities and your windows and where you're supposed to be. And it just takes people a little bit longer to understand that. You know, I had a woman, you know, say to me, she goes, you know, I keep thinking of this person, and this person is going to be really big in my life. And sure enough, this person was because there was no accident. They happened to be from the same background, and they happened to be from the same state. So I try to tell people in that way that, that's all part of that process. And that's like what you're saying is it's true. It is different energies connecting in a synchronicity way, but we're also helping it by bringing it to us. You know, there's a question that, that just came in, and I want to read it to you. And for those sure. of you tuning in, I just want to remind you, Jeffrey Wands, my very special guest, you know, he's got a fabulous new book, and uh, I want to make sure everybody knows about it. Knock and the door will open. We're only getting to sort of snippets from the book uh, tonight and certainly not sharing all the really cool stories in the book uh, for you. Got a question that came in, and the question came in from, I think that is Idaho. And so the question came in from Shauna, Shauna from Idaho. 
and says, hi, Dr. Pat. Hi, Jeffrey. What a great show tonight. I have a question for you. Um, I want to experience the prosperity that you all are talking about. And I believe energetically that I'm there. But I can't seem to, quote, get out of my own way. What can you suggest for me and for others like me? Stop that, thinking. Yep, she thinks stop, the way. That's it. I mean, I could go on yeah. with this feedback yeah. message. <laughs> I know. She overthinks things. She needs to go with her first element of her gut, which is what she wants to do. She's got the energy. She's got to make it happen. And what she's doing is she's impeding her progress because she's afraid. So, uh, you know, it's interesting because that's what she goes on and says. And, you know, this is kind of what, you know, the question was before as well. Uh, do you really believe, Jeffrey, that, um, you know, there is going to be this this shift, this 2012? What does 2012 mean to Jeffrey Wands? The same thing that 2000 meant. The planes didn't fall out of the sky. Oh. And I think because of the fact that we're in, a, in an element right now, we have all this uncertainty. I think that what's going to happen is 2012 is going to shape all that uncertainty. And I think it's understanding and dealing with the fact that we don't have to be afraid of things and that this is going to open up a huge door and this will create opportunities. You know, like I look at the shifts that went on in presidency. I look at the shifts that have gone on in the world. And we've got like a, a subculture revolution going on right now where people are getting fed up about things. And it should be an interesting 2012. Well, you know, and, and it is. I think, that, you know, people are getting fed up with so much. And it seems like folks have been getting fed up with so much for a really long time. So how do we create this shift? from being fed up to kind of getting to the place of being put up. And what I mean by that is, you know, is it true that we can create change if, you know, we're sitting on the couch with our remote control? Of course you can, because in your unconscious mind and in your unconsciousness, you have the ability to do that. It's you believing that it's going to come to play, and this is the time for it. And I think what's happening is is that we don't always want to empower ourselves. And mm. we get afraid of that. And we know power corrupts, but it's you calling on being able to use that power to make that work for you. Well, in, you know, and all that, you know, you have experienced. And, you know, again, there is a reason that you wrote this book other than, you know, the publisher tapping you on the shoulder. No, it what was is something to get me to go outside the box. I mean, yes. I've dealt with this stuff for 20 years. I just was afraid to bring it mainstream, which is the fact that I saw what was going on when I saw clients and I had that connection and it made me understand that this was a simple way of helping people. How can the people listening to this show tap into what you've discovered along the way? And, and you know, let me commend you also for taking this message out into the world at this point in time. It does take courage to do this. Well, I appreciate that. I mean, I've been... Always the one not to step back from things and go after things. And I think when you're a medium and you do stuff like that, you always have to prove yourself. And I think one of the lessons for me was understanding that you, not everybody's going to like what you say, but if you can get people to think about what you're saying, that's going to help you in a big way. Isn't that really interesting, you know, to really being able to let go of truly what other people say and, more importantly, this idea of approval, Oh, it's major. 
Because oh, we look at society. I mean, if you said about a psychic 20 years ago, you'd be thinking about Miss Cleo, or you'd be yes. thinking about, you know, uh, her with the, you know, fake Jamaican accent and, you know, all that stuff. I mean, that's how much this has changed in regards to, you know, where people are at and where people are going. Do you think our children get it? And what I mean by that is, you know, kids these days are really getting scrutinized, pushed back, and criticized. It's like, you know what, they're all playing video games, they're all doing text messages, and honestly, I don't even know how they do it. It takes a skill. But some people say that the kids that are coming into the planet right now are coming in really at a different level. Is this true in your opinion? I think so. I mean, I I find it to be with kids, the amazing part of kids is how open kids are. You know what I'm saying to you? And the fact that they are so special in in the sense of who they are and what they are, and they get it. And I think what happens in a lot of ways sometimes is that we don't get it. And I find it to be, I don't have to explain to kids at all, because kids really do get it. They don't have a, a, a set press, you know, press... They don't have a set prejudice by any means. They really understand who they're supposed to be. I know. They don't have sort of these layers of crust that we've developed over years that we actually now call our lives. (laughs) No, not at all. Wow. Thank you so much for joining the show today. It's been great to have you on. Well, thank you, and thanks for having me. You keep up the good work. I will certainly do that. Don't give up with your personal life because there's definitely hope. You know, thank you for saying that. You know, there are moments that I think about that, and I think, hmm, how interesting this twist has been. But I will tell you, I related so deeply to the section on soulmate because no one has quite talked about it the way you have. And thank you for doing that. It really does give us freedom to connect. Well, I think it's all part of it. And like I said, you're doing your work, and... This is your time, and there's a lot of people that are going to come up into that time right now for things to open up. Well, I hope you will come back. We certainly would like to have you on one of our other stations and network. Jeffrey Wands, everybody, and the website is really easy to find out more about him. Uh, his book is available just about anywhere. We yes. want to make sure that, uh, Jeffrey, let's give out your website again so folks yeah, know how to connect with you. Yeah, it's jeffreywands.com. Real easy, magical wand with the S. Yeah, and when you go to the website, you know, he's got lots of information there as well. You get to find out about his schedule. You get to find out what you would need to do to schedule a session with him as well. Uh, There's information about the book there, and you can get on Facebook and follow him as well. Also, his other books are available, and once you go to the website, you'll get to see that as well. Jeffrey, thank you so much. It's been really great having you on the show. Well, thanks, Dr. Pat. Well, listen, we're hoping to have Jeffrey back, but like I said before, why don't you go and check out his website? You're going to be able to find out the events that he's going to be at, the radio shows he's going to be at, and much more. So tonight, remember what he said, knock and the door will open. This is hopefully you've heard something tonight that's going to change your life or empower you to change it for yourself. Until next time on the Dr. Pat Show, remember, thriving again in 2010, step into your full power. We'll see you next time. You're stepping down your soapbox, 
Get from me.